0: Believe in the Arizona Cardinals it is the Arizona Cardinals centric specific show that I co-host my name is Javon J. Love Adams and I co-hosted along with the one and only Ed Easy Smith a veteran of not only playing baseball professional baseball but also of the NFL he was in the trenches was a was a tight end is like one of those dudes that's a three-point specialist but he could I mean, he could, he could take it to the hole if you gave him the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? It's just about these schemes that they put him in. But anyway, how you doing, man?
1: Doing good, brother. Another weekend and uh, glad to be here which is always, man.
0: Yes, sir. So we'd like to... Take our a different view of how we uh, recap and look ahead to to the week that was and the week that will be. Uh, of course, we are Cardinals and Arizona Cardinals centric show. So we kind of take a look back and see what we liked about the previous game, and then of course any kind of the uh, any any topics or things that that are on our mind, and of course look ahead to the the upcoming week's opponent as well. So this week we're going to be, of course, recapping another Arizona Cardinals victory, which is cool. Uh, so I'm I'm I just I, I get, we're gonna get into it about whether it's uh, are they paper champions right now in the sense of when we look at where those victories came from or is that something to to really build upon? Uh, Buder Baker, the number for him is one because he balled out and he got his first interception. So we're gonna talk about that. Uh, then of course look ahead to. Uh, Uh, We're going to look ahead to the the matchup with the rival Seattle Seahawks, so that should be interesting to talk about that. Of course, Russell Wilson will be part of what we talk about, and then maybe some little bits and pieces in between, but the NFL it is in full swing you're not you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at bet online. I was actually looking at uh the line for for the Arizona Cardinals and Seattle Seahawks game. They have that as Seahawks minus three I think the the Cardinals will be having about twelve hundred people in of course that'll be the factor right there in the stadium. Uh, so minus three as they come, come in the State Farm Stadium. But from great game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well because it never closes. So be a, so head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. online line your online sports book experts believe in the arizona cardinals man hey, it was 38 to 10 38 to 10 the cardinals went into dallas uh, and and the devil went down with the devil went down to georgia the uh, the cardinals went into went into texas and they walked out having defeated the the dallas cowboys i don't think the game really was ever in doubt um there are definitely some highlights. Highlights. I think. I think even Ed might say this is something that we'll get into. Maybe he was impressed with the way the defense did its thing. Uh, of course, this is the first game without uh, without Chandler Jones. So trying to see who was going to step up or how Vance Joseph was going to handle uh, that the defensive coordinator coaching duties and see what he did. Uh, the running game was doing some things. Kyler Murray did things. Um yeah, we're gonna look at that because I want to pick your brain on Kyler Murray and the way that he performed. But first starting off with just the the overall, the the game itself, Ed, what did you think? 38 to 10. 38-10 and, and Andy Dalton, we thought, man, I swear these backup quarterbacks, we think, <laughs> and we're not alone in this, but I'm just saying, we think we thought. All right, so you you a veteran. I mean you you better that you're supposed to be better, right? You're supposed to be decent, and he can't even go in there. And I'm not saying I wanted him to, but man, he did not acquaint himself quite well with the offense. Your thoughts and of course the fumbles of Ezekiel Elliott. He's fumbling more than me, because if I'd have been in the game, I'd have been that dude that's trying to play hot potato as soon as they were trying to tackle me. But your thoughts on the game?
1: That's back to back weeks, man, where I, you know, obviously we had faced two veteran quarterbacks in backup situations, and both times I thought they could possibly give us a game, you know, just because of their veteranship and, you know, the weapons, at least in the, the Cowboys, you know, they had the weapons. Blacko didn't have much to work with over there in New York le- last week, but looking at the Cowboys, I just kept thinking, wow, with all those weapons they got, Ezekiel, you know, all them wide receivers, we could be in for a fight. Man, five minutes into that game, I'm, l- I'm looking at Andy Dalton, and, and I kind of like what Vance did with the defense. It was almost like he smelled blood in the water. Right. And could sense that uh, Dalton was rusty and maybe a little hesitant. And it was almost like he said, look, we're not even giving him a chance to get comfortable. We're going to go after him. We're going to throw everything we can at him. And then you get the gift that keeps on giving in Ezekiel Elliott, who decided Christmas was coming earlier and he's going to, Give us a few, a couple of fumbles. Just lay them down for you. It was like you talking about a recipe for a good game defensively. That's exactly what we needed. You know, it wasn't facing Dak and the high-powered offense, but in the NFL, you play who's on the field wearing the other color. And we definitely went over there and put our foot in them early. And I was actually quite surprised at how bad Dallas looked. Not just the, like the performance-wise, but their spirit looked broke, man. And maybe that was us going in there and punching them in the nose, and they just could never recover. But they, we looked like the superior team on the field that day, and that was actually uh, really encouraging to see.
0: I don't think there's anything that come that's positive about Andy Dalton throwing the ball 54 times. That is not what you want. If you're going to try to win games, you're trying to 20, 30? I mean, you def, you're not trying to go north of 30. That's for dang sure, and they did not – that that just seemed just all over the place but you mentioned the defense just a moment ago were you, did you see that 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 what we've always what we've been talking about lately in terms of the aggression did you see some of those things and do you think that that um that Vance Joseph, did he, you you know, I know you're not big on schemes. Do you think he did some scheming to try to get, because I saw some pressure. Somebody brought five sometimes and really trying to do some different things. What were your thoughts on the aggression of the defense, whether or not you saw that and about Vance Joseph's coaching in that game?
1: What you saw, what we saw on Sunday is exactly what you want on a weekly basis. It, it was that aggression. You and I talked about that and you even brought up the fact that Buddha got his first interception. If you watch it, Why did he get it? He actually took a – he jumped around, and that's what you're supposed to do. That's the type of aggression that I've always been looking for, and they were flying around. But I also like it was no vanilla defense out there this past weekend. He had guys all over the place, standing up, uh, bailing out. You couldn't tell where the rush was going to come from at certain times. I watched one particular play where it looked like they were overloading to the right side to bring pressure. and Boom, those guys backed out. They brought pressure from – uh, the interior on the, the other side of the defense. So those are the type of things that you have to do to make some of these quarterbacks uncomfortable. Now we'll get into this week's, this coming week's game because you're facing an entirely different beast in Russell Wilson. There isn't a thing he hasn't seen. Uh, there's no way to ruffle this man. So, you know, we'll find out if once again, this work this week. Hey, let's try that again. You know, <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, I'm telling you, professor. Recipe for disaster, but I really liked what I saw, especially minus Chandler Jones. You know, we were both concerned that where were they going to get that pressure from, and how are they going to hold up front, especially facing Ezekiel Elliott? Who, man, has he fallen off a cliff or what? Man, I don't know what's going on. Whether it's how they're utilizing him, or maybe his heart just ain't into it. But he looked, he yeah. looked frazzled, man. He like somebody poured water on the toaster, man. I mean, he looked. Just And, you know, after the fumbles and everything, and then to see him stand on the sideline, they actually benched him for half a series or a series. He just looked confused over there. So I, I was really surprised that we were able to shut their running game down and almost, like you said, they didn't even put up an effort to run the ball after a certain period. And they had to go to the pass because they were far, you know, trailing. But, like I said, that was a good win and a good defensive effort, especially for the Cardinals.
0: Now you mentioned Buddha Baker and he was the, what the defensive player of the week. Uh, So that's, I mean, his, his, his his motor, he has a high motor and he's, and he's, and he's not fair skinned either, but he has a high (laughs) motor. And so it seems like he's his, his presence or when he plays that way, or when he's, when he's uh, utilized that way, that that can really bode well for the defense or, or is it just look, man. You played the Jets, dog, and you played the Cowboys. What do you expect? I mean, is it but it, but there has to be still some credit given for the way Buddha his impact on the field.
1: It's a combination of things because, like I said earlier, you play who you have to play whoever their personnel is. We're not going to apologize for that, but it's how you win the games. Remember, we talk all the time about how you lose a game. Right. There are good and bad ways to lose a game. If you look pathetic and don't put in the effort, ugh. but if you go out and you fight and, and you know, sometimes you just lose to a better team that day or you don't, the ball doesn't bounce your way. It's like, that. you know, that was a great effort. Same thing goes with winning. <clears throat> I don't care who you're playing. If you go out and you look methodical and you just happen to scrape by and get that win, doesn't have the same effect as when you go out there and punch somebody in the nose, what they did with the the Cowboys and basically impose their will on them. The Cowboys, like I said, look lost. As far as Buddha, Buddha for me, even more importantly than Chandler Jones, in my opinion, he's like the Energizer Bunny for this defense. He's that dude that you know you see the other the bunny walking around with that drum, just beating it, beating it, beating, it, and he never gets tired. He can go all the way across this country and battery's still going. Buddha, when he's in there, man, he he inspires others to keep up with his speed. And when you can tell when he's flat or when things aren't working, everything else just kind of follows. But when he's firing on all cylinders, and you know all over the field, and other other guys see that, and they get right into the party, man. And that's why I think he is probably just as important a piece as Chandler Jones for us to have any success defensively moving forward. If he continues to play like this, it bodes well for us.
0: I want to ask, again, believe in the Arizona Cardinals. He's Ed Smith. I'm Javon Adams. And I want to ask about, uh, uh, just throw something out there about about Ezekiel Elliott. But you mentioned Buddha, kind of uh, putting a, a bow on this one. He played in 91% of the snaps on the defensive side of the ball. But I want to ask this because we were talking about, uh, uh there were there were things that came out about uh, we talked about it on our on our radio show uh, about uh patrick peterson mentioning his disappointment or the lack of progression uh with isaiah simmons isaiah simmons ended up playing 24 snaps i want to say in the game so about 24 percent of the snaps on defense when you were watching the game did you see anything that that where he popped uh or was it just he was just there
1: Here's the thing, bro. You told me his number. <laughs> you told me his number of snaps. I was like, "Oh, he played that many?" <laughs> and I didn't even notice you on the field. We I didn't hear his name. I didn't. You know, that's not a good sign. Um, You know, you expect you're gonna be out there for 24 plays. That especially, you know, an increased role over you know with the absence of Chandler Jones. And then, like I said, because we literally got off in this game. I would have expected to hear your name at least once. I didn't even realize he played more than his normal 10 to 15 snaps, or whatever it's been to this point. So that doesn't – I'm not going to – I'm still not giving up on this man, young man, because he's fighting from behind the eight ball right now as far as no offseason, no preseason, trying to catch up. Uh, number one, being the number one pick, the uh, focus is always a little uh, greater on those guys. He's a talent. It's just going to take time for him to get in, uh, implemented into everything, and I hope he continues to have confidence in himself. Because if he doesn't, man, it's a. It, I've seen guys who didn't have that confidence, and they don't last long in this league. Uh, there, you know, it's, it's not like college where they're going to bring you to the office and put an arm around you and hug you because you know we want you to be a, a good young man and we want you to you know play well on Saturdays. When, nah, man, in the NFL is like, look, man, if you ain't putting up. It's time for you to, you know, start packing your bags. We're going to keep you here long. We've seen a lot of first-round picks that burn out within the first couple to three years. He's not going to be that dude, I don't think. But, you know, like the, the I didn't even know he was out there that much, J. You know, that doesn't say much for his performance the other day.
0: So I wanna I wanna throw something at you. So for the rushing yards for the Cardinals finish with 261 rushing yards. I'm gonna throw some numbers at you and I wanna get your thoughts on this. So 230, 286, 270, 133, 380, and 188. Those are the passing yards for Kyler Murray, starting from the first game of the season. And then with the, the last number being the, the Dallas Cowboy um, ending line. Now not two of those, two of those performances, not good at all, but those are more, we deal with recency, right? So we deal with, with, he's had a couple of those games in the last, you know, in the last, what One, two, three, yeah, two Two of the last three games have been very subpar when you look at that one hundred and eighty eight yard game uh, you would think okay well why, why are you why are you complaining Well, eighty of that was a bomb to Christian Kirk, otherwise it would have been much much lower are, Is this just an aberration or should should there be some concern about that again, just looking at recency is there any is there any reason to be concerned do you think
1: well i'm concerned jay more about the Nine completions than I am the total yards. Okay, nine out of twenty-four. Especially when you're thinking we're not through. We're not like they call it the air raid. Okay, but this offense is not like spraying it all over the place. We still had a couple of those dink and dunks, and you know passes to the outside that are easy to complete. Nine out of twenty-four for me is the thing that is most concerning for me. The yards. Sometimes you have. We've seen them complete thirty passes for 200 and some change so you know i know we had that one big one Yeah, that it doesn't i'm not sure quite sure what's going on with them and it's a little bit of a roller coaster maybe he was trying a little too hard this week because he was back at home in the texas area you know where he was kind of raised and maybe just lost a little focus i'm not sure what it was but when you come away with the w it's hard to be super critical especially because it You look at this game, we had pretty much control of it from start to finish. And there wasn't an exact need for him to be out there throwing the ball too much. I just would have thought that the number of passes, the 24 passes, he would complete a few more of those. I am still concerned a little bit about that deep ball. And we'll keep an eye on this together. What I'm still seeing is when he's going deep, especially when he's having to go over the middle, he's not getting that clear shot picture of what he's looking at down the field. So you know he's using his obviously his arm and, and judgment, but he's overth- overthrown a couple of times. I think just because he's having a hard time kind of gazing where the receiver is, and a lot of that the deep balls, unlike the passes over the middle and stuff, a lot of the passes slants and all that kind of stuff. That's timing. You know, receiver comes out to break balls right on him. Those deep balls, you got to kind of gaze where he is going down the field because you know you might have got a good chuck at the line of scrimmage, so you might not be you know, as as deep as you think he should be, you got to see where he is to gauge where you're trying to get the ball to him. It's like those two intersecting lines. Right. Right. I'm just not for the deep balls. He's heaving it more than now. Watch this week. Watch how Russell Wilson will drop balls right out of the sky into someone's almost into their lap. And that's because of touch. He's seeing it tossing. It looks like Kyler sometime on the deep balls, like, okay, go and he's just like letting it go but he's not getting that clear picture of where his receiver is and where he should be putting the ball.
0: Got you, got you. So I want to ask this and maybe this can kind of uh, before we move on to the this week's matchup with the Seattle Seahawks as you as you just alluded to. Um when we're talking about Zeke or maybe when we're even talking about maybe Kyler, I know that we're supposed they're supposed to be they're professionals. So there's supposed to be a clear line of demarcation between what goes on in your personal life and what goes on on the on the field. Do you do you think that I mean I'm just, just throwing out kind of speculation. If things aren't right, maybe at home, it doesn't matter if you've got a significant other or whatever it is, or family and all that type of stuff, that can... Can it bleed in? Have you seen it? Have you seen guys let those types of things like that? Thing, little things or big enough things bleed into the, how they perform or their ability to concentrate on the field, whether it's the practice field or maybe if it's – or or in an actual game. I'm just throwing it out there as for just reasons. Zeke doesn't usually fumble that much, and he's done a lot of it, or looking at the way in which maybe Kyler is – is uh, is underperforming a bit. Um, maybe the pressures on the outside that are getting to them, all those types of things. Have you seen guys let that type of stuff get to them and it affect their performance?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I've seen guys, you know, sometimes it's so noticeable, coaches will come to you and be like, hey man, let me talk to you real quick because they can sense something. You're, you're not there. You're not present. Uh, something is bothering you, whether like you said, it could be trouble at home. It could be financial stuff, whatever is going on in life. You know, people sometimes forget athletes, even though they're supposed to be millions and all, they have the same problems as everybody else. Right. And that could be an unhappy wife at home. It could be trouble with your kids. It could be, like I said, financial, whatever it is. So it's, it, 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 it's always a, it's it's very obvious sometimes to spot those things if they're paid attention to. Okay. And good staffs will always kind of be on top of those things. And the, the, the better head coaches I always had in my life whether it be baseball or football, there were dudes that cared about you off the field anyway. And they would, you know, quick conversation. How's everything going? You know, and give you an opportunity sometime to say, Hey coach, you know, we got a few minutes later on. Can I talk to you? You know, they all the good ones always kept that door open. And you know, that's, that's how you sometimes find out what's going on. And maybe we can help you out through this, or that, but yeah, that those, those home issues, man. I'm, and I'm with you. I don't know what is going on with Zeke. He did not look – and I'm talking even all the way through week five, six. I think they played six games too. He just does not look like himself. And maybe it's part of they're not utilizing him in the offense and he's just not feeling it like he feeling unwanted or whatever. But he does not look himself. And, uh, you know, I couldn't tell you what the, the the problem is. But somebody, you know, is probably going to be having some type of conversations with him just to check on him.
0: Right. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals, somebody that does look like themselves is the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks in terms of Russell Wilson, I always go back to the, to the, uh, what, Key and Peel sketch where they called him a hybrid. Hybrid. (laughs) Because he's, uh, yeah, hybrid. Okay. Anyway. But so if we're looking at the NFC West, the, the Seahawks are in a familiar position being at the top there, but the Cardinals and the, the Rams are right behind at four and two. And then the San Francisco 49ers are at three and three, though I think that they are a declining three and three, if you ask me. But it's very competitive, uh, division. So the, the Seahawks, Again, coming in at 5 0. We know that they've had, they've, they've, that defense isn't what it used to be. So, so there shouldn't be any fear there. Um, plus, we're playing, the Cardinals are going to be playing at home. But one of the things is that they typically have issues with Russell Wilson. And so I'm curious what your thoughts on, what your thoughts on Russell Wilson are in terms of how he's performing now. Uh, and, and how do you think? the defense will do its best to contain Russell Wilson.
1: Russell seems to be playing at the top of his game right now. You know, he's already, you know, stirring up talk about being in the MVP uh, race maybe later in this year. Uh, and un- unbelievable, he's never even gotten a vote. That's just crazy. That know? is the that's, silly stuff right that's now. That's crazy. But, you know, like I said, he's playing some of his best ball right now. He's got some weapons. DJ Metcalf, man, that dude is – I watch that dude sometime I'm like, you see the size of that man out there running with that wingspan, and you know can jump over he a, anybody. He has and... a 12
0: pack. I got a one pack. Oh got man, a keg and and he got body
1: a man little... body fat like in the single digits. I'm like, man, in my best day, I, mean, you know, <laughs> I could have been bro. I could have been stranded on a desert island for like a year and still can be that shredded, man. I mean, that's, you know. <laughs>
0: and he is, and the thing is, he, he's a big play, those chunk yards. I think he's yeah. 22 yards, 22 yards uh, receiving. And, um, yeah, he's he's definitely putting it up, and he's becoming a go-to person for Russell Wilson.
1: And here's the thing about the Seattle Seahawks. They are a throwback type of team. Carroll has them out there. Their main focus is the run game. And they don't necessarily have – you know, you know, top rated running backs out there right now, but they still rely on that. And that sets everything up for them. They can run the ball and then Russell Wilson with uh play action. And then what always scares me about him is, is his extension of plays. That's where he, he's so golden. Sometime he'll take a play where he could have been sacked, uh, you know, squeak out. And instead of first things, first of all, now I'm going to just take off and run that dude, man, gets extra time and you know how hard it is to cover you know on the, especially on the on the back end of your uh, defense for the first five seconds or so now you give him an additional four you know five seconds and that's when he lets it go down the field and that's what uh, he's become kind of for me synonymous with he extends the plays and then boom he hits you over the top so it's going to be a real challenge if we can get after uh, the, the Seahawks front like we did against Dallas and I say that kind of Man, like almost like a warning sign. Don't go in there with that same game plan. Think you'll get the same results, right? Because Russell Wilson ain't Andy Dalton. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) now let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So I remember with uh, with my with both of my sons in terms of playing youth football. Oftentimes it's that gap in tech. Man, just look. I don't need you to be a hero. All I I want you to set the edge. That's all I need you to do. And then you have the kid that, and that's been ingrained into you the whole week. And they go off there and they try to rush in, or they try, or they, or they lose contain. It is is does it come down to discipline in this case?
1: Discipline and just do your job. What happens is you know you get out there in the excitement. All everybody wants that glory. But if I just swim inside, I'm gonna get oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and I love, here's the thing, I love some like, you, like next time you watch the game, bro, watch some of those facial uh, expressions when they realize what they did, they left the back gate open,
0: yeah. and you can
1: see them all that last minute of panic throwing that arm out there, or, <laughs> and then, like they got hold, held or something like that. Bro, those are telltale signs for me, like, oops, you made a boo boo. And yeah. <laughs> and we can't have to make boo boos against Russell, I'm telling you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the interesting things is when I'm looking at the the the, uh, the Seahawks, they're eighteenth in the league in terms of uh points points against. Uh the twenty seven points is what they're is what they're giving up. So there's an opportunity there to take advantage of them, right?
1: You would think, and once again, it it all starts with our game plan offensively. Uh, You know, Seattle's going to come in here with ball control on their mind, keep the ball away from our explosive offense. Or, you know, we if we can establish kind of out of the box that it's going to be a you know you're going to have to keep up with us, then that takes Seattle out of their game plan. If we go out there and a couple quick three and outs, and all of a sudden you let Seattle get control of the game, that changes kind of the focus of everything. So, for me. Once again, it's gonna it's gonna come down and to our running game and we're gonna obviously need a whole lot more out of Kyler. And then as far as their front, can they keep up with uh Kyler Murray? That dude, man, I'm telling you, I would not want to be out there trying to track him down. I mean he's gonna and throughout his career, he's gonna make a whole lot of dudes look silly.
0: Yeah. It so how confident are you that that we'll see more of what uh that, that we won't see the low end of Kyler we'll see more of a, a higher end in terms of the number of completed passes, not just attempts, but completed passes, and being able to do what he did against the uh, against the Jets, where there were so many different wide receivers that got involved.
1: Well, you know, it's funny. I just, I'm just i just looking at something right now. You you brought up the fact that he only had 188 yards, and one of the big ones was to Kirk, uh, Christian Kirk, Think about this. The other pass, he had a long of 60 to Andre DeAndre Hopkins. That's 140 out of his 188 yards, two passes. Yeah, man. So that means the rest of his seven passes, uh, what?
0: Like you said, the dink and dunk.
1: Dink and dunk, you know. So, man, we got to get away from that uh, specifically. But for Kyler, I mean, I'm willing to think that. This was just a bad game for me. This was a really bad game. I don't know the win is the most important thing. Right. As far as performance, you're, like I said, nine for 24. I mean, I could almost go out there and get, you know, nine, uh, you know, completions, especially if I'm just throwing the wide receivers on the sideline. So um, cast this one off as, because, you know, Dallas obviously their defense is pretty much just laid down, but it wasn't like they were throwing anything really impressive or crazy at them. This thing was one of those games where we didn't need it as much as, in other instances. So that by, you know, 20, think about it, 24 passes. That's a Baker Mayfield day right there. You know, you're trying to keep him limited. We're not trying to keep Kyler limited. It was just one of those games where we didn't need it as much and he missed a few that he probably should have had. And by the end of it, it was like, okay, we got the dub. Let's walk on out of here. 38 to 10. No shame in that.
0: All right. So tell me how you see this one playing out. The Seattle Seahawks again, coming into Arizona, they are favored by three. What do you got in this one? I think I man, this is one of those where if if they can if they can contain Russell Wilson. Well I still think they're gonna lose. So so it, it might be because but they'll I think because Seattle will give up points. They've given up 25, 30, 31, 23, 26. So they'll give they'll they'll let you they'll let you get the lead and they'll let you put some points up. I think this might be another one of those maybe how they had it with uh New England maybe a 35-30 maybe it'll be in the 30s quite possibly in this case uh but w- if you give that ball to Russell Wilson the last drive we know what he did. That's what he lives for. He believes in the clutch gene and he that he that they're never out of the game, man. So I think I I got the the Seahawks by by four.
1: Well, this is, this is time for the women and children to go home, right? Cause now we're getting into the divisional games. Right now we've been going over to the East side and meaning our entire division beating up on the NFC least right. and, you know, taking advantage of them like the big bullies. Now it's time within your division, you know, this is what makes champions right here and this is the first start of the stretch we already have the one against San Fran but I think over the next five weeks we'll play Seattle a couple times you've got two with the Rams one more with uh, San Fran and don't think that Seattle isn't thinking the same thing it's five and oh uh, it's all fine and dandy but we've been like I said picking on others outside of our division these are the games you have to win so they're going to come in here ready for a fight they know what they're looking at in terms of shutting our offense down with uh, Kyler and DeAndre so we'll see what kind of plan they come with. My thing, I always when I when I'm thinking about games like this, even if they're evenly matched, which I think talent wise we're somewhere in there because Seattle is definitely falling off a cliff as far as talent wise. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Especially defensively. But head coach versus head coach, and quarterback versus quarterback, I'm I'm still giving the edge to Carroll, and I'm giving a slight. I mean, obviously Russell's done. He's got a Super Bowl on his belt. Another should have had two. Uh, he He's been around the block a couple of times. I give the edge to Seattle. I'm not thinking this is going to be one of those track meets like we were thinking Dallas might be because, you know, this for me, Seattle gets the ball and they, like I said, they're going to be methodical when they have to and take their shots. This is a 27-24 game for me, Seattle, unfortunately.
0: Now, I will say this. If the Cardinals are able to, to pull this one out, then – as is the name of the show, I may believe in the Arizona Cardinals a little bit more. more Because I think that you 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 can't you you don't apologize for being four and two and beating the four teams that you beat. You look at the record and look at who they beat. They you know they beat when they beat San Francisco without some pieces. When they beat they when they beat the Washington uh, the the Washington football team and looking what their record is and then of course the the Jets and all that. But you don't apologize because if they were two and four we'd be on their head. Oh yeah. But we definitely give them credit for those wins. Now as the, the competition looks to start to improve. We'll see how they, how, they, uh, how, how they do when it comes to that. So um, on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams. We do this every week. Please tell a friend to tell a friend about Believe in the Arizona Cardinals and of course the Believe Network as well. So like we always say about this time, are you can
1: Until next week, be easy out there.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time.